Hello and welcome to Football Down Under. Finally, we're bringing up a podcast and this will be the very first episode. Um, we're being hosted today by your friendly admin. you got myself, Reggie. We've got Jesse, Yoni and Alex. You probably recognise us from the group. Uh, we've been around for a while and podcast is something we've been looking at doing for a while. So first step, we're going to ease into it. We're going to have a look at the Premier League because that's probably the league that's most watched within the group. So we're going to review pretty much every team, have a bit of a chat and if there's any moves they can make to salvage their season or prepare for next season. So we'll go first up straight into Arsenal, top of the table. If you predicted this at the start of the season, you're either crazy or an Arsenal fan. But what are you guys thinking about this one so far? I am still so surprised, considering the way they ended last season with an absolute choke with uh, Spurs marching on. I did not see this coming. To me, Arteta has been terrible up until this season. Yeah, well, it looks like he's been building towards something. So the way he um, kept his faith in his players, stuck to his guns, and now things are finally starting to work. Like Udegaard's looking like that wonder kid that they all talked about when he signed for Madrid. That 16-year-old wonder kid, eh? Yeah. And like they're a very young side. They're the youngest side in the league with twenty average age of 24 and a half or something. I think it was the same last like obviously they were the youngest side last year as well and now bringing in the experience has really helped them and the fact that they're still the youngest is is i guess quite impressive in itself yeah definitely i think their only loss has been to like man united as well another side that you could say is like been on the resurgence this season brought in trossard which is um an interesting signing because he's like 28 and we've just mentioned how they're all young players. To me, it looks like them preparing for next season because they're obviously going to be back in Europe, going to need a lot more depth. He's quite also versatile. Them... Oh, do you want to go, Yoni, or do you want me to go? No, you, you go, you go. So, no, I was going to say, I think it's not even just preparing next year Europe. Like It's definitely that, but I think it's also doubling down on their title charge because they know... The thing that we've that everyone's been saying is, well, okay, can they match City's depth? Because we know that City can field two sides that can compete for the league, and right now they're at a bit of a bit of a weak point. And Arsenal know that. All right, they've got I think it's an eight point gap, so they've got to just push for it. And that's what Trossard will bring. He can play across the entire front three and be able to cover for Martinelli, uh, even Gabby Jesus, Odegaard, uh, Saka. He he can make those coverages. And when you're in that position, you've got to double down. You've got to just go for the league. They realise that it's actually going to happen. And that's probably why as well they're going to go for, for Caicedo, whatever the price may be. Obviously, Caicedo doing the whole not turning off the training trick, but yep. when you're in the position where you are, you know, okay, at this point, it's it's serious. It's a title charge that they can they can push on for. You've got to just go for it. Um, they, may, they may not ever get the chance again. And for yeah, Arsenal fans, it's been, 19, it's been 19 years. It's been 19 years since they've won the league. You've just got to go for it, like whatever the money is. And, Look, I said it might be a lot of money, so I'm a little bit apprehensive about that for them, but they do need a midfielder that can cover for Party because Party got injured this morning. It's not a bad injury, but for the period that it looked like it was going to be bad, Arsenal were freaking out because they know just how much they suffer without Party. 
Um, but as well, especially with, um, with someone like Trossard, yeah, he's a bit older, but they got him for, I think, was like 30 million pounds or euros or whatever it was, and it's only for a three-year contract. So three-year contract for a 28-year-old, get him, help out with the young players, but also just give him a bit of depth to push on for the league and for the trophies. I think it's a no-brainer, Trossard. And I think if they can get Caicedo for a reasonable price, definitely do it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, eh? They also signed that um, young, I think it's a defender, the Port- uh, Polish, Polish guy, or whatever his name is. His wife's like a twerking champion, some some crap like that. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. That's how I know who he is. The yeah. only knowledge uh, I have of him. I don't know if he's good. They've also been linked to uh, Martin Zubimendi from uh, Real Sociedad as well. So it'll be okay. an interesting find for him. It's good pronunciation yeah. there, Jesse. Thanks. It's the first yeah. one. That's number one. <laughs> yeah, so really, aside from Casado, we don't really see them making like, too many drastic moves before the transfer window shuts. But yeah, it definitely seems like I mean, you said um, doubling down while bring... they don't have that fixture congestion and having a crack now. Yeah, because unlike United, they won the Europa League group, so they get some more time to relax. Yeah. Yeah, Europa League's yeah. a legit competition. Yeah, and European champions are in there. Come on. And again, unlike United, they're also only in two competitions, not in four. So it's not like they need to bring a lot of bodies in. A couple of good players that can help with their depth for the remaining of yeah. the season is perfect yeah. for them. Well, they should but thank the Europa as well. That's definitely everyone's like major doubt with them is whether their depth can cover it. But, uh, they tank Europa, they should be fine, I think. They just tank the Europa and then just focus solely on the league because there's no point in getting... There's really no point in them going for the Europa now. Yeah, because they're going to be playing Champions League. You'd, you'd expect anyway, unless something mm. horrible happens. A trophy's a trophy. Yeah, just win it yeah but you're not going to risk... Um, I mean, you do know Barcelona. You, you know that Man United's in there as well. I don't know if you'd risk playing your best players in a Europa League game at the moment when you're... 18 games away from actual history. (laughs) Well, moving on from a team that we question the depth to a team that has lots of depth, Man City second. The only surprising thing about that for me is that they're second, especially after they brought in Haaland. Everyone thought they were just going to walk the league. Um, Yeah, it is surprising they haven't. I mean, they do have the best attack and Haaland scored more goals than about you know quarter of the league so i think it's um to people thinking or saying that they're not playing that well and this and that they're on 45 points with just over half the game so they're tracking let's say at the moment to 89 or 88 points in a season which generally speaking would win you the league it's just that arsenal is tracking to a centurion season currently yeah the thing is they haven't played yet so once you have that game i think then you'll kind of know where City is. I think we all actually now understand that Arsenal is that good. They've played everyone except for City and they've won. Now it's just, the the real question is, where is City? Yeah. Oh, Arsenal, City. they're playing twice as well. They're going to play each other twice. So that's the real hey. sort of, like it's an eight-point gap. It's a six-point swing right there. It's a yeah. five-point gap, actually. Uh, oh, is it five? Is that... Yeah, that's right. Um, you, one match extra for Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. We expect him to win that. I think with City, though, like, uh, the thing is, like, with what you said, how City are tracking for a 90-point 90 point, 90 point season, that doesn't really win you the league anymore. Like, that's thanks to City. They've set the standard now to have to push to close to 100 to win the league. Like, right now, Arsenal just kind of 
matching City's precedent. But I think with City, like, there's right now there's a narrative about Haaland making them worse, which I just think is the stupidest thing. That's the whole, like, I mean, the, they brought him in to score goals, and he's scoring goals at a never-before-seen rate. So he's held up his end of the bargain. Yep. For me, like, watching City, I think the issue's been probably the defense more than anything because they're letting in really stupid goals. Um, and they're not, they've lost a lot of dumb games. Like, there was the game, I think it was right before the World Cup, the game against Brentford. They just didn't need to lose that one. Um, even the derby, I know the derby they're a little bit hard done by with the with the with the Bruno goal. Like that's fifty fifty. But again, they really shouldn't be shouldn't be losing the derby. So and they played horribly. Like, really, just couldn't get anything going. Even the win they got against Chelsea a couple of weeks ago, they didn't really play that well either. So they're really just losing losing a lot of a lot of stupid games. It's been not something right. I know Cancelo for one thing. He's on my list because he's been shocking since the World Cup. He just has not looked right. Diaz has been sort of in and out with, with injuries. They're relying on blokes like Aki and Akanji to carry him over. It's, you know, it's a far cry from having Laporte and Diaz to, like, as their main centre-backs, or even John Stones. Like, it's just been... I think their defence has been the big problem for me, to be honest. Yeah, they're actually quite unsettled in defence. Like, I don't think there's... I, I, I feel like there's been quite a few pairings. Like, you would have had Akanji and Diaz. You would have had Akanji and Aki. You'd have Akanji and Stones. You'd have Akanji and... Um, whoever else, Ake, like that hasn't actually been a settled defense there, which is quite strange for them considering, you know, when Diaz came in, it was Diaz and Stones, I believe for the first season, then it was Diaz and Laporte for the next season. So yeah, I think that's definitely hampered them. You're both definitely right. I mean, they do have the third best defense in the league, but it's consistency that their issue is um, that they're not consistent in their results. And, you know, doesn't matter how good your attack is or how decent your defense is, you know, letting in those dumb goals that lose your game or throw your game, and yeah. But even still, like aside from that loss to was it Brentford? Like, Brentford, they, yeah. They lost to United, which fair enough. United, um, like they've been great this season. Liverpool took points off them in a win. Like, yeah, they can be good. And Newcastle drew with them, and like Newcastle are third, like that's no coincidence whatsoever. So, I think some of the points they've dropped can't be too surprising based on the teams they've faced. Except for Liverpool. Yeah, except for Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Giant killers, we are. But, um, yeah, I don't know if they're planning on making any moves. Um, I don't even no know. Rumors. If, I don't even know if they have made moves for January, but. They have, they, um, they nothing big some, though, right? Besides some 20-year-old from Argentina. Yeah. So daddy's playing anytime soon. They've got the squad. So yeah, it's like, like what you guys are saying, like they're shook at the back from lack of consistency. Well, <coughs> I, I do wonder as well, exactly with, things. with um, Haaland coming on board as well, what that's done is you have an out-and-out striker rather than have like Bernardo Silva or Sterling or whatever play there who will also come deep. And we don't want Haaland to go deep, obviously, but it does mean that you rely more on your midfield. And if you think of the midfield now, like, I think KDB is, what, 30-31, Gundogan's 32. Like that, Rodri, what would, he'd, he'd probably still be quite young, but that's two out of your main three midfielders who are in the 30s. So they could potentially be also like losing legs in that kind of department. So... Yeah, that's a fair call. Maybe not to Bruyne. I mean, definitely, definitely good to one though. I think he's definitely like looking a little bit past it. I think their signings haven't worked as well. Like, um, I mean, aside from Harland, but 
uh, that Sergio Gomez, the, the backup, like left back that they got, uh, when he has played, they've hated him. He's not really good at all. So yeah. that's probably been an issue. The left backs become an issue again because their backup left back sucks. Their main left back, who's not a left back, he's just out of form since the World Cup. It's Cancelo. And then yeah. Calvin Phillips. Yeah, I don't. I really don't need to add to that. <laughs> we, and, know how, we know how he got. He got called fat. Like the, and the <laughs> left back that they need, they sold to Arsenal. Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it was actually quite evident in the game in the FA Cup game that Zinchenko is would have been a really good addition at the moment to Man City because um, Man City plays RK there. He's not a natural left back. He plays all right when he does play there, but again, he doesn't have the the forward runs that Zinchenko has, or even like the leadership that he brings on by telling people where to go and, and connecting the play. So, yeah, yeah. All right, shall we uh, move on to? The surprising team in third, N- Newcastle. Newcastle. Oh, oh, I thought United for a second, then I realised you meant Newcastle. Nah, we're getting uh, there. We're getting there. Uh, eight goal defence up and you might be there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal season for Newcastle, isn't it? Ed- Eddie Howe is a magician. Manager of the season. Yeah, yeah hands down. Hands down. Even... You know, I understand some people will clamour for Arteta considering what he's doing, but for Eddie Howe to go with the players that he has, who are all good players, but he's improved them, and none of them are, at least when they've been signed by Newcastle, or if they've been there, none of them have been considered to be world-class players, and he's improved all of them. Yeah, he's done he's a actually lot made... with like, the group that he's got, because everyone thought he was going to go, well, Newcastle as a whole were going to go nuts with like um, having... Spending the new owners but they haven't really like been irresponsible with that money and like I said yeah. worked with what they got made the right signings and it's, a lot of people also said that Eddie Howe would be kind of like a stopgap um, until you bring the next manager who'll be a world class manager but at the moment you obviously you can't get rid of Eddie the way he's been performing he's not even just on the pitch like with his tactics but the way he um, you know, presents himself afterwards in, in the post-match interviews and anything like that, it, it'd be a tragedy, you know, in, in a year's time, unless they're in the bottom half of the table for some reason, it'd be a tragedy to actually get rid of him. I think yeah. uh, Newcastle Newcastle fans would definitely be happy where they're at at the moment. I mean, best defence in the league, I think Nick Pope, uh, he's conceded the least amount of goals in all top Ten five straight European clean sheets. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a record, isn't it? Like, or what is it? Like, huge amount of games. Yeah, he's a, they're also uh, they're also one game away from the club's first uh, final in twenty first century, and they're uh, potentially about to win their potentially about to win their first major domestic trophy since nineteen fifty five. So, like, if you're a Newcastle fan, there's really nothing you can complain about this season. Just yeah. in the best position possible for what anyone would have thought. Mm-hmm. Especially given what they've been through the last, like when, when the actually ownership for the last like seventeen years, or whatever it was, like they were shocking. So for them to have just gone Definitely and pretty close. swiftly, pretty yes. swiftly too as well. Like the Saudi ownership was literally like a year ago. That's when Howe came in Love. for Bruce, and then yeah. like this is this turnaround happened in in the space of twelve months, and they've also made good signings. Like they haven't, they've spent, but it's not been like just ridiculous. It's not been Chelsea spending. I'm just gonna use them as a barometer because it's easy. Yeah. Um, all their signings have been great. Well, number one. There's been the improvements on plays like Drew Ellington and um, and Al Moran, but then you got signings like Isaac's been in and out, but he's looked good when he's when he's been fit. 
uh, Gimaraish, Sven Botman, Trippier, even for his age, he's just been probably the best right back in the league. It's been fantastic, like both in terms of improving what's there, but also bringing in players that have had an instant impact in, yeah. in the side being where it is. Yeah, I did, I did because um, um, uh, you've got. You, you want to go? Uh, so yes, I do know you got to mention that they are signs Garen Kill. So obviously that's going to win number one. Oh, I was just about to say that. I was going to say I'd be reminisced not to mention the fact that they've signed an Aussie. Yeah, yeah but he's, he's on loan now. So isn't he? I know. They had to mention him. <laughs> yeah, I know. We can't help ourselves. Nearly but, broke Argentina's hearts. But speaking <laughs> of their signings, they, have they signed Anthony Gordon or is that gone through? What's going I, on? I think it's, uh, been, it's been here we go, but it hasn't been like made official by Cause Here's that, my question to you about that. That is Eddie very Howe's against stocking. what they've done. <laughs> exactly. Anyhow, it's all about you know the right attitude, the right person to bring in. How do you bring in someone who's behaved the way Gordon has to Everton over the last week? Unless there's a proper reason as to why he hasn't actually shown up to training. Uh, it was given the first day off and then just didn't it, come back. I can excuse Gordon. could be an Everton thing, yeah. Like... <laughs> Because of the way fans were treating him. Like, he got abused leaving a game he didn't even play in, and everyone was calling him yeah. crap. Yeah, but and that's not should, have, play, should have called like, him Ronaldo, shouldn't he? <laughs> that's not an excuse not to rock up for training, though. There's no fans at training. That's true, that's true. But, like, when you, if he doesn't feel like he's being supported rotten, by the club, he might feel disheartened, um, especially since he's been there since 11 years old. Because right? he didn't, he didn't. But that's even more of a reason he should show up. Like, the fact that he's been there since he's been 11. Yeah, but he. he he was a bit of a dick when he was getting linked to Chelsea. Like, because he wanted to force yeah, that it's... through. He still rocked up in that, but... Yeah, I reckon he's... But Everton's he's that probably... rotten, though. Like, look how rotten Everton are. Like, they're just... There's, you know, well, I guess we want to get to them, but... They've got that many problems that, like... It, maybe this is just, like, a one-off where... This isn't his personality. He's not... Like, I don't think he's worth the money. I don't think he's that good, to be fair. But I don't think... Maybe personality-wise, he's not actually a sport brat. It's just Everton are that bad. He just doesn't want to be there, yeah, even though it's his club. To the edge. They've pushed him to the edge, and he's, he just wants out. Yeah. Who, who the hell wants to play there? Like honestly, and they, you know, it's Everton's fault too. They could have sold him to Chelsea for sixty million in the in the summer. So, yeah. I mean, if I'm him, I'd probably do the same thing. I don't. I don't want to be there. Yeah. Well, we'll find out, won't we? If he uh, goes through, um, there's a lot of question about Champions League. Yeah, I was about to say, there's a question about them keeping up the pace, like Almiron slowed down a bit or and a little bit, and they've <coughs> brought in a player where we're questioning whether or not he's got behaviour problems, so we'll see what happens. I reckon they'll cement Champions League, I don't see them dropping. Yeah, I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if the top four stays the top four, just yeah. a matter of what order. Unless- Unless Spurs push. Spurs probably the only team that can maybe break back into it. Everyone I was going to say, there's a team that I think could push it. Um, and I was going to leave it until we speak about them. But I do think that's Spurs. But we'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to that. But let's first, get to that when we get to it. Let's talk about Man United. Send as, the, as the expert of Man United here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, tell us about Man United, please. Go yeah, on. Tell, um, us, tell us about 1998-99 final. <laughs> yeah, good final, good final. Uh, was even, were you even born for that, Jesse? <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Were you born by the time that took place? I was about eight months old. Hey. Months old. Yeah, so we watched Bit it. of an asterisk on that one, COVID or something, I don't know. <laughs> I remember watching that game 
and running around the house after the first goal. And then the second goal happens, and I, I was just in tears. Wow, let's move on to modern times where they're not as <laughs> Um Yes, Rashford. Wow. They're actually doing really well now. Oh, uh, oh. Rashford's basically God, so there's that. Yeah. Um, Rashford, def- well, everyone definitely... who wrote Rashford off last season needs to apologise because yeah. he's back. To be fair, he was horrendous last season. but Which I, as I as I told you guys, and the, I there were reasons for it. His player may have influenced that. <laughs> Yes and no. Yes nah. and no. I, you, I think that's a cop out. It, it, there were a few things. The fact that he had his surgery in the beginning of the season when he really should have had it prior to that—that that was a mistake. The fact that he just did everything else that he did outside of football, like fair enough. Like, and you're doing a lot of good things, but that's always going to take some of your attention from training and things like that, especially if you're doing it while you're still injured. So yeah, there's a lot of mitigating factors that you can't just say, oh. Ronaldo was there. That's why Rashford's playing terrible. But I mean, if you look at Madrid and Juventus, when Ronaldo was there, no one else scores. So I mean, it's a pattern. You go see United. Yes, no but scores. I would argue that Ronaldo took it more away from Bruno rather than Rashford, because um, Bruno was actually playing the same kind of spot that Ronaldo was playing for quite a bit of time. Took his free kicks, took his pens. So, but anyway, that's last season. And yeah, at no, the same this, time, mentality last season was very different. Like, yeah, I think he was. Yeah, he wasn't over the. Um, I think he was really depressed as well from the. Um, from the miss at the Euros, I think like that just kind of sent him sent him on a spiral. Like there was the, he had a really bad miss in the Europa League final against uh, Villarreal, and then he had the the miss against um against Italy. I think plus also the racial abuse that he copped. I mean, he, I mean other players copped it too. Some people can yeah. move on from it. Some can't. You know, like it's not everyone's going to have that different. same. Just that. Yeah, not everyone's gonna have that same just like you know thick-headed. Oh, sorry, like I'm um, that you know stubborn resilience. But I think you see he affected it. But also going by with what happened at United last season, like United were a mess last season on all fronts. Like you can't really just point it to, to, to one person. Like at the end of the day, like top down the, the clubs, the clubs probably still a mess from the top. To be honest, we just we're lucky that we have Ten Hag. Well, that's the thing. Like Ten Hag has been not the manager of the season, but like it's he's kind of like. We're lucky to get a manager that's good enough to sort of offset the problems because, you know, we really didn't do too well in the summer transfer window. Just the plays that we did sign just so happened to be exactly what we need in the form of Casemiro, Lissandro Martinez. I am in love. I am in love with Martinez. I want to kiss him. I want to kiss his face. (laughs) But, like, we have... The the club still sucked. The thing thing is, the club still sucked from the top. And we're lucky that Ten Hag is is a good enough manager to kind of like offset that in the meantime like with what's going on because right now we're kind of getting we're not really going to sign anyone in January besides Vekost, um, which and we probably do need a striker we need probably um, another midfielder because it, look what happens to Casemiro Casemiro doesn't play against Arsenal and we get rolled so yeah. he needs more support just, but he's not just Casemiro as well Ericsson as well yeah after the tackle the tackle from Andy Carroll I think it'd be okay. Uh, Carroll had to kill everyone that, this morning. No, but he, he was on crutches afterwards. You, so we, we, you gotta it's remember, you gotta remember that you did beat you did beat Arsenal at the start of the season without Casemiro playing. So it's not like but, you need him. Yes, but they also didn't have their full strength team. Like Party didn't play that game. So you're kind of, you know, they both negate one another. Let's say so. Yes, we beat them, but we also played a, a different game to what we play now. Casemiro was actually. You know the the amount of times that he wins the ball and then moves forward 
we didn't do that in the beginning of the season. I think so what that, that Casemiro does well as well. Um, is he can structure the midfield? Yeah. Like when you had Scott McTominay in there, he's like on occasion yeah. he'd get back and defend, but he has no regard for what Fred or Ericsson or the players around him are doing. Whereas Casemiro has that experience and leadership about him. And you can see, actually, like whenever a United player makes a mistake, whether it's Bruno up front, whether it's a defender or this, you know the other midfielder, Casemiro is already anticipating that mistake and he tries to um, make up for it in a way. And same thing with Varane and Martinez as well. Like That's the kind of players that they are that comes with experience more than anything that one would assume. But that they're aware of what other players are doing. They can see a mistake if it's coming and they prepare for it. Well, you guys must be cheering like when you sign Ericsson, everyone's like, oh, he's washed. Um, he's past the end of his career. He's at the moment got seven assists. I think he's been good for years. Uh, everyone said Casemiro's done. He's been like the I best. I think and anyone who doubted Casemiro, everyone doubted, doubted Casemiro is an height. idiot. Yeah, true. But yeah, they doubted uh, Martinez because of his height and he's been fantastic. So. Which is always weird because Martinus came from a country where they're uh, naturally taller uh, people, so the height argument was just it was just lazy. The the height argument got put to rest when um, he defended against three strikers in the World Cup that were all like six two and higher, like when they played against Holland. The height height argument should have been put to bed, but just for the simple fact that Harry Maguire six of four and he's stupid, so like. (laughs) Height <laughs> means nothing, I, and not that Martinez is as good as Cannavaro, but Cannavaro and Martinez are the same height, and Cannavaro is, is a legend. Just like not that they're as good as each other, but it just shows that yeah, you may he may you may like height, but if you have speed, awareness, anticipation, aggression, and you know for thinking for the ball, you'll be fine. Um, even the, even some of the talk about Casemiro, like I mean, people were saying oh Casemiro is only good because of Cruz and Modric, but it was actually vice versa. Casemiro when he got brought into the side by Zidane when Zidane took over. Casemiro actually then allowed Modric and Cruz to, to do their own thing and express themselves. Yeah. Because every team needs a good needs a good central defensive midfielder to be able to control the game, break up play, that sort of thing, to protect the back line. So Casemiro's ability has always been underrated. Oh, yeah. Well, he's 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 getting the love. But it's a standard English thing where it's like it's it's there's two sides to it with the English thing. It's now he's getting rated because he plays in England, but then also he's not getting rated because he wasn't getting rated when he came in because he went to United. But then now that he's now that he's in now that he's playing well now it's like oh look how good Casemiro is it's like dickhead he's, he's won five Champions Leagues like he's been yeah. good this whole time. Wasn't, like, wasn't ready <laughs> before because he played in a two team league. But yeah. the the funny thing is if you go and ask any English pundit right now oh who would you take Casemiro or Declan Rice you know who they'll answer they'll all say Declan we want Declan he's the best blah I blah just blah it's do just, not get the obsession with Declan thing? Rice <laughs> me neither but and again. We'll get to, we'll get to that as well. I just want to say... We'll get to them in a long time just, because we're yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> but um, one last thing I want to touch about when it comes to United is actually Harry Maguire. Um, did any of you listen to his post-match interview in the FA Cup today? Yeah, he said no. he did nothing wrong or something like that. The fact the fact that he, he said he's 29, like, you know, he's never been in this situation where he has to fight for his spot. It is good that it happens, but he's not used to it. And so it kind of now I'm thinking, what's next for him? That's you know, I think he has, he has to go at the end of the season. That's good maturity from him, though. It's the first time in about three years 
this show not yeah. maturity. So it's it's nice to see it's not him coming out saying I must be doing something right. Ten Hag was the first manager to actually have the balls to drop him. Drop him. Everyone just persisted with him, and it's like why? It's blatantly a problem. I think actually that comes from the top, and I th- and I think that when Ten Hag came, he made sure that the, you know the directors, whatever it is, understood that he's going to do things his way. Um, and he'll be the judge of who plays and who doesn't. I think that's one of the things he fought for because there's no way prior to that that, for example, Ole or Ralph saw Maguire played this terrible for in, in, in like two seasons. It's not even like, you know, 10 games in a row. It was proper, proper two seasons and thought, yeah, I'll keep him in. Mm. So. It's funny as well because the first couple, the first two games, like the Brentford and the Brighton game, uh, Ten Hag did play Maguire, and he's like, yeah, no, forget about it. He had to. He had to, just to kind of... I, think he he, just I feel like he knew he what would it. happen. He wanted to feel, he wanted to give him a, like a fresh start, and he's like, no, nah, you, you, you're terrible, get on the bench. But just last thing about United as well, the one thing I do love about Ten Hag, I'm just going to, I just wanted to kiss his lips, is that um, he just, you can just tell he doesn't, he just doesn't take prisons, like he doesn't, doesn't take bullshit, he's just like, he's, he is who he is, and he just hasn't got time for any, any mucking around, any any fakeness or niceties, you just get the job done, win, and that's it. So, yeah, that time I had a manager like that. All right. Well, let's right. Uh, move on to fifth. We have Spurs. I have no idea how. Um, their form's shit as well. But, yeah, they're probably a bit lucky to be fifth I'm in my opinion. Three. I disagree with it being luck. They actually started this season so well. And Spurs fans were complaining because they weren't playing nice, but they were winning games. <coughs> and now and then they had a bad form. They didn't play well. They didn't really win. But they were so far ahead in the beginning of the season that they're still fifth and it's fine. Like I I see no problem with Spurs finishing fifth. They they're pushing for fourth. I think they can actually push for, um past Newcastle. Like, because I, I think Newcastle might lose some steam, and Spurs also just, you know, they they just got Denjuma, which I think is going to be perfect for them. Yeah, so. they, he's a winger, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, left winger. Yeah. But I think he, he'll, he'll play. He'll, he'll play. He'll, do you reckon that's what it'll be? In, no, I, like, I left, think... like left winger striker. Like I think he probably like backs up, or maybe even in some some cases might replace Son. I think for the issue with Spurs, though, I, I thought they'd be better personally. I thought they were going to finish. I thought I'm going to finish third. Like I, I thought they'd be a lot better than they are. Well, I think when you were saying as well about them to start the season, how good they were to start the season, that coincided with Kulusevski. As soon as Kulusevski got out, their creativity yeah. was yes. just gone. Yeah. He's like, he's well. for him. He is, but he's like the one player that can create for him, and, and they really just can't get anything going right now. Like they're really just. They will. The last two months have been drier to watch than they have been for like than they were prior to that. Like they really just they really are a dead thing. They just don't, do not get anything going. And they, uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens. Richarlison as well. And uh, he's he's injured now as well, isn't he? Is yeah, he? but I, I don't think they need him. I think he just came back, isn't he? Yeah, I think he just came. Like, he played the last game or, or like, a bit of the last game. Yeah, I wouldn't um, say they needed him, but, like, Sun isn't having the best season, so that depth does become handy. They've still got the yeah. third best attack in the league, so they're, like, they're not struggling to score goals. That's only because Kane's got 16. Yeah. yeah, what an underrated season, eh? Every other yeah. year, everyone would I, be I raving. I, I think fifth is probably where they should be aiming for. Like, if they can get into top four, that'd be good. But I, I just genuinely don't think they're actually that 
Crystal Raid at the moment. They problem is they they finished fifth and like Newcastle. They struggle. The problem is they like finish weak sides. Yeah. But if they finish yeah. fifth, right? Like then, because there's already rumours that Conte leaves, then they finish fifth. He's probably going to go, whether he, he goes on his own terms or he gets sacked. Then where does that leave him? Because they pseudo backed him in the summer, like you know, said, oh yeah, he's your team, he's who you want, he plays, and then it's like, oh okay, well if he if he leaves or gets sacked or whatever, then where does that leave him? Actually, uh, so, they the player like, that he wants. Yeah, I was about to say, get boss back. He's he's not doing much at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, yeah. yeah like, the, the whole thing's like all the, all my Spurs mates, they're all just like, oh, we're gonna stop going for these for these like Mourinho Conte types. Just go back to getting a player like Poch, play beautiful, win nothing. Come on, yeah, that's where yeah. that's that's who but you are. They can bring that's back Poch identity. because like half the players there are the players that he had. Still Poch players, yeah, thanks. it's very true. Bring back Deli Ali. Even Everton doesn't want Deli Ali back. I will say, yeah, um, I will they say, he, he's about actually, Conte's about to get Pedro Porro as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. that's going to be. They need it. It's perfect for him because he, he, he needs his win backs. Yeah, and he needs his win backs. Like, that's part, such a big part of his system. So, yeah. Spurs are, Spurs are going to pay over his release clause to sign him. Like, that's how yeah. they want him. So. And then, but then what happens, you know, if Conte does leave at the end of the season, like, the next manager comes in, doesn't like Pedro Porro because he wants to play with a, back, a proper back four. You know, I feel like they'll have to find a manager that suits us, like the players they've got. So, yeah, you know, it's not going to be Poch then, is it? Tuchel, no. Tuchel the back three. Tuchel, yeah. yeah, yeah. Another yeah. situation where Spurs gets an ex-Chelsea manager. Uh, he's he's in he's in Melbourne at the moment. He's at the uh, Australian Open. Yeah, right. yeah. I also noted down for my surprising stat for Spurs is that they're fourth for conceding the most shots per game. They concede. 14.2 shots per game. Considering... So fourth worst? Yeah, so fourth, like the fourth most. Wow, that's bad. For a team and that's sitting fifth. they have that's... a terrible keeper at the moment. I was about to mention, yeah. like, that. say you need to replace him, he is, I mean, he had a, actually had a good World Cup for France, I won't lie, but he is trash. What was the game he's, against? He's just like Pogba. When he just... Oh yeah, only because for France. Yeah, but who was, what was the game against when they like the other day or the other week when he just oh, was it against Arsenal where he just led in the goals? No, sorry, I can see yeah. letting goals like just flapping at him. Like they really need to replace him. Whoever I it think is, the like, Arsenal goal yeah, yeah. as well. I'm surprised yeah. Spurs aren't going for uh, Kiel or Navis because uh, I was going to mention it later. But I heard about Forrest. that as a rumor actually. Yeah, or Forrest something. is trying to secure. Got to compete with Forrest. Forrest. But you yeah. know, you know who I think. I heard he was going to go to Saudi with Ronaldo. Yeah, no, he, uh, he turns them down. He doesn't want to play with Ronaldo. But don't but blame him. Sp- honestly, speaking of Forrest, I reckon Spurs should go for Henderson as keeper next season. I, he would suit them perfectly. He's Henderson's a good. confident keeper. I, yeah. I think he would be a perfect signing for them. And we don't want him at United. Spurs so. have like, persisted with Lloris like, way too long. Yeah, two seasons they did the same with a couple of the defenders back in the day when they had Vertonghen. I think that's, they did the know. same with Joe Hart. Alderweireld <laughs> is still there. I don't know, but it's no, Alderweireld's playing in Qatar. I think or one, oh, of, one, of the Arab, one of the Arab. He was the there league. for way too long. Yeah, well, it was probably more of a case they couldn't get rid of him either. Yeah, it's the wages. We understand. We we have the Phil Jones. Uh, yeah, Phil Jones rocks up when it's uh, the seasons. Done. Leaves before he can get fucking sold. 
do you want to kick us off with Brighton there, Jesse? Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, Brighton. Uh, absolutely gutted by Chelsea this season. Um, taking a manager, taking the best player. Hasn't stopped them. They're still above Chelsea. Um, Arsenal's trying to sign their other best player. That's probably not going to happen. Um, yeah, if you're a Brighton fan, um, you'd be pretty happy considering you've only they, been the they were gutted by They were gutted by Tottenham too. We, we forgot to mention with Tottenham, like Bissouma, he's done nothing for Tottenham and like he was great at Brighton. They, they lose him, but they're going to get Caicedo, who, yeah, right, there's a whole issue with him right now, but they got Caicedo for like $4 million, So if they, yeah. sell, if they can sell him for 60, 50, 60 million, bang, massive profit. But yeah, they're just really well run. And freaking Jerby is great too. He's a really good manager. Yeah, I He's think they've. Um, I, as much as I like uh, Potter, I reckon uh, they've actually upgraded on that, um, and that was a good move by them. Yeah, well, Potter spent like three seasons building what they've got, and then he's just taken them over and taken them to that next level, really. Yeah, like, and that's the their thing recruitment Chelsea fans is... need to be patient with because, like, Potter needed to build that team. He didn't deliver straight away. Brighton takes scalps too. I like that about them. Like it. They've obviously taken. They beat Chelsea. They beat. Um, they beat Liverpool three 0 the other week. They flogged Liverpool. Um, you know, it wasn't like Sully grand rings around you guys, but they like they they just play really well, and they're not even. Like, some of their best players aren't even playing. Like they've got Tariq Lamptey, who just can't get it, can't get can't have a fair go with injuries, um, but he's not on the team. He's, he's and they're playing bloody Pascal Gross at like right back, so they're playing while well we're doing stuff like that. It's sort of just making it up a little bit as they go along, and they're still just performing well there. And do they even have a striker? No. Yeah, but they have a World Cup winner, don't they? So They do. Oh, McAllister, yeah. But again, he's, he's a really Makes you wonder, really like, whether they're going to be able to hold on to him. They probably again, won't they, be, but it, yeah, it shows you how good their... Profit, um, yeah. Yeah, they'll sh- it shows you how good their recruitment is. Like, they managed to get Caicedo for, like, what? Three million when they got him or something along those lines. They got McAllister. Gross has been great. Like the, they just got rid of Trossard, who again they got for a couple of mil and sold him for thirty plus or whatever it was. Yeah. So the recruitment has been top over the last four or five years. Yeah, they've been great. Um, plus they've got that. They also have Evan one Ferguson of the kid. He's uh, got three goals, couple of assists um, in the last few games, and I don't think he's started yet. So he's been exciting. But oh, um, I just wanted to add. Uh, besides City and Arsenal, they've conceded the least amount of shots per game, so they're midfield defensively sound. Yeah, but I yeah, yeah, again, that's Casado, isn't it? So yeah, that's why they want want the big bucks on him. Yeah, which well, they don't want get, it. They they'll get it. I don't think they'll sell him um, now. They'll, It'll be interesting, him... actually, like because you know how it's Arsenal who want him, but. Would he go to a team where he might not even play? So. I think he, I think well, he, he said, just wants he to be able to wants, have a Premier League. He he oh, he, he did have the tweet, didn't he? Or yeah, the, the Instagram post. post. Like, oh, yeah, thanks so much for Brighton. Um, but you know what? I feel like as a repayment for Brighton having faith in me, I want to you know, make sure that you guys get like a massive transfer fee for me as thanks. And it's like, yeah, right. Just, it's like the most like, it's like the most, most uh, like low key and really like passive way to say, get me out of here. It's, it's, really just really it's like funny. what Kante would put in for a transfer request. Yeah, he wouldn't even do that. He's just way too shy. Yeah. Oh, they uh, play. They play so similarly. They've actually kind of said it should go to Chelsea. Like, can we talk about Chelsea? 
yeah. wherever they are. In the, wherever they are in the league. I don't know where they are. Yeah, we'll Somewhere. eventually get to them. But first... Uh, Fulham at 7th. Ah, Fulham. Another, another team having a very good year. I think. Price package. I don't think they're going to drop, like, obviously, but they should just be looking forward to having a squad ready to possibly play in Europa next season. They're, uh, they've finally proven that they can you know, be a decent side in the Prem. Yeah. Like, I'm, uh, like one season, and but, uh, they've always spent a lot of money and just never had that consistency, but I think they've finally found it. I'm happy for Marco Silva as well because I really, th- I still think that Watford let him go way too early. Everton, and I know things are going well at the end, but they let him go way too early. He's, I've always thought he's actually been quite a good manager, so it it is good to actually see him succeed. And the team plays good football. It's not a defensive game and then just counterattack. Like they actually do play a great game. Yeah, and I also think it's a good thing to see like the sides that do get promoted stay up. I think it makes um, makes for good stories and good competition. Um, anyone want to add anything else before we jump over to Brentford? Well, yeah, Mitrovic definitely. Yeah, I think we should wrong. speak Mitrovic. Yeah, yeah. Just just like touching him briefly, like I always because he every time he's been in the Premier League with Fulham, you can never like he he was always just what that guy that bagged goals in the Championship that never never did anything in the in the league. And I thought, nah, there's no way he's going to do it in the league. He's he's a Championship level striker at best, but. Glad to be proven wrong. He's he's really just now finally uh, finally made that um made that transition to the Premier League, and he's been a fantastic striker. I won't forget I the way he just killed Liverpool in the first game. He destroyed Liverpool, and he doesn't did. stop. I wonder even if, uh, even Williams too. Actually, can we bring up Williams for a second? He's been great too. Before we go to Williams, though, like I just want to say Mitrovic as well. There might even be too reliant on him. He's actually scored more than half of their goals in the Premier League. So they've scored 32 and he's scored 17 of them. So it could be a worry long-term, but I mean, it's working at the moment. Maybe, but long-term, they're obviously going to get more money from their positioning and more attraction to bring in players. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, and as Alex was saying, Willian and also think Pereira, those two have been very, very important for the way they play, actually. So There were two guys who weren't even getting a look at their clubs and they're playing yeah it's good i think Pereira probably this season has more goal involvements that he's had in like the last four combined or something along those lines so and did do you have anything to add alex or no no all right we'll uh talk about brentford sitting eighth uh money they have shocked quite a few of the bigger clubs like uh, the beat Liverpool beat City uh, beat United did they take points off I of Brighton the mighty Brighton I'm not sure but I actually think they're an even bigger surprise than Fulham and Brighton because Fulham themselves you know they are a bigger club than Brentford uh, Brighton's been in the Premier League for a couple of years like three or four years now Brentford, this is what the second season, and for them to perform the way they are when they're such a small club to begin with, it's phenomenal. Yeah, uh, they did lose Ericsson as well, which um, yeah, he was having a good season for them. They lost Tony for a couple of games and still did all right. So yeah, um, just a decent team. I don't know if they're making 
moves for January, but I think they're pretty much the same boat. Just try push for Europa. They're, they're not going to get relegated, so they're pretty safe. They have made a few purchases, actually, but no, nothing over the top. A couple of wingers and a centre-back. Um, Sorensen from Nice is the centre-back, so that'll yeah. be interesting. Yeah, and... Um, Online, yeah. Well, someone who does need to make transfers. Uh, Liverpool sitting ninth. Uh, mm, I think you can speak on this. You're the Liverpool fan. <laughs> Uh, I think Jesse knows the most about Liverpool. Um, yeah, who was it the other day? Some ex-Madrid star that, was, that chose Liverpool's entire midfield in a combined Madrid and Liverpool XI. Oh, um, and I thought that was interesting since uh, their midfield is the worst part about the team. Yeah, it's um, terrible. And I can't believe like we're not making a move. Like We could have done something similar to the Arthur loan with option to buy move. We could have done something similar to that, but I think Madison yeah. would have been great. I like, think, yeah, I Madison's a great that player. Madison I think he would have suited personally. Still at Leicester. <laughs> yeah, hasn't been. Yeah, I think um, Liverpool is going to go all out on Bellingham from Dortmund. I think you'll try and clear out some of your more average midfielders. Try and recreate Bellingham and Henderson's partnership in England at Liverpool for a season or two. Should Henderson play next season? Like, in, in, all, in all honesty, I don't think I, he should. Ideally, And I don't no. know if... I, I don't think Bellingham will go to Liverpool. That's why I'm not getting excited. Uh, I think he will. I don't think, like, it's as locked in as what they make it out to be. Well, I, mean, I don't think now. Why? It's such a downgrade right now. Why is he going to... If City apparently going to go for him as the, as the Gundogan replacement, and then Madrid just want him because Madrid just Madrid and Madrid... If City or Madrid are going to be in for him, and even maybe United, why would you want to go to Liverpool when they're not going to be in the Champions League and they're going to go through like a rebuilding transition? Like, does Bellingham on his own take him from ninth to to the top the top two again? No, no I don't think so. Like, he's, a, he's an amazing player, don't get me wrong, but by himself, I don't think he feels that he can carry him back but, up the table again. And if there's if if better clubs going for him, why would he want to go there? Like, well, I if agree. Liverpool were performing... Sure, he'll go, because that looks to be the case, but why would he want to go right now? Oh, well, uh, he's not going to go in January, that's for sure. But no, but like, next, ahead of next season. season like, not, not, you got to remember, Bellingham's only, only 19 years old. He, 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 doesn't, he doesn't need to win a Champions League anytime soon. Like, he, I know, like, you know, if you look at Mbappe, who won the Champions League, he uh, hasn't won the Champions League, sorry. Uh, if you look at Mbappe, who won the World Cup at 19 or 20 years old, whatever it was, like, that's... Uh, extraordinary, but Bellingham's got, you know, 12 years, 13 years of his career left, um, not pending any injury or anything like that. Um, he knows working on the clock, uh, he's just going to smash it at Liverpool. Um, you know, the, the, their main issue is the defence. Like, they've got a decent forward team. The def- uh, sorry, the main issue is the midfield. The, the defence is, you know, decent. If they can recreate a midfield and Bellingham can be the leader of it, like he could become like a club legend for them, and you know with his I, ability, like I actually think uh, I'm eighty percent sure in my and again this is my opinion that the ne- the next team is going to go to he'll only be there for four or five years and then at his peak he'll go to Real Madrid. That's how I see it actually happening. I think he'll be the next English player who will go to a, a Spanish team. It doesn't happen often as as 
winger, I think he's the one who's most suited, and he would work so well in that midfield when they're a bit older. While I agree with you, yeah, like he would sense. be the perfect choice. Madrid has three talented youngsters that are all, like maybe not Valium's quality, but like not far under it. And I doubt they're going to spend, you know, if they if they got it got him from Dortmund, that's one hundred twenty million dollars on a player that you might not play all the time. No, no, but I'm not saying that will happen next year. I'm saying this will happen. So he'll go to a team now, whether it be United, Liverpool, Spurs, not Spurs, if he goes whatever. To Spurs, I'll be shocked. But he'll go to one of these. He'll be stay there for four years, five years max, and then he'll go to Real Madrid. That's yeah, what I reckon will happen. We'll I don't see him wanting to go to Liverpool, especially like if City then go for him. While it's like City or Liverpool, who would you choose? Yeah, but look at City. They signed Grealish and Calvin Phillips, and what are they doing? Like role players at best. Yeah, but they were never. They were never going to be. Problem is that they they were bought positions that were already covered, whereas. Um, Whereas Bellingham would, would be the good one replacement, so he went he into the De Bruyne and Rodri. So that's like that's a little bit more obvious. And even if Liverpool do get him, which is a great sign, they do need a player like him. More importantly, Liverpool needs to. I don't know how we turn this into a Bellingham chat, yeah, um, but more importantly did. for Liverpool, more importantly for Liverpool, like they don't just need a player like Bellingham. They need, they need a replacement for Fabinho because Fabinho, who was once their most important midfielder, I don't know what's happened. He's just overnight or after. Yeah. This is going into the season, he just he's like a traffic cone. Well, I can't, what's I can't weird explain is like, it. I was looking at it, what moves we're trying to make because I thought surely we're going to go for some sort of midfielder for January, which we didn't end up with. Um, our midfield and defence together, we're um, just behind Brighton on those uh, shot conceded per match stats, like with only 10. But we're letting in like the stupidest goals. So... Maybe it's time for a shake-up at the back. Like, uh, It's Trent. become notorious like how bad Trent is at paying attention at right-back. Um, like Harry, Harry Maguire for United. That's Trent for you guys at the yeah. moment, honestly. Like, it's right-back um, in the world. Though, almost feels like every other week there's um, so, some sort of YouTube video or TikTok of Trent standing while his players run through and gotten involved with the goal. But again, you you can't just blame him though, because things like that, like you have Van Dyke there for a reason. He's meant to be a leader. He's meant to be to be the one that's you know going to make sure that Trent is paying attention. You know, so that that that's a part of it too. I think like Van Dyke's not what he's still a leader, obviously, but it's not what it was four years ago, three years ago, yeah. whatever the case is. Um, uh, and I, I think you know with Henderson being older, he can't be as much of a leader to. Trent on the right, like cover him, tell him what to do, this and that. Like it, it just isn't the case now. People have aged, um, and I just think he needs that. Like that's probably the biggest thing that's missing for him is somebody to be that leader for him in a defensive mind. Because obviously attacking, he knows what to do. My concern, like from the fans' perspective, was that Van Dyke was very laid back, and we put it down to him not wanting to get hurt for the World Cup. Um, World Cup's finished. He's still not much improved. We've got Trent cruising around at right back, chill as. Um, results aren't great. We're creating so many opportunities but not scoring. We've only taken one point for 2023 like since the turn of the new year. And there doesn't seem to be much urgency around the club. They seem to be happy to just cruise out for the rest of the season and then... 
start it's again. selling as well. Because the owners are selling, they're just like, they don't care. Selling. Yeah, like, oh, we're gonna sell. We're gonna get our money. Let's go. Yeah, LeBron. It's it's honestly a terrible time for them to sell because whether people agree or not, United is the bigger team commercially for somebody to purchase. Like, there's just more of a name value in regards to the partnerships that you can make, the shirt sales, all that kind of stuff that can come with United. My debt uh, as well. So, but um... yeah, but it's but I think nowadays you well you can't buy a team with like you can't get into debt in buying a team so i think whoever buys them has to pay the debt as well i think that's the way that it is nowadays yeah, ever since the glazers the yeah but you can't put any new debt either so yeah well i'll i'll pass us on from liverpool because i just um, want to touch one last thing about liverpool yep the, sh- the one bright shining light and normally i give him a lot of stick because i think Sometimes he's a bit over the top confident. Allison has been superb, and his one on one has been so good at actually um, blocking even more goals from coming your way. Yeah, it's a bit like how Dea had to protect his from Maguire for so for, for like for like five years. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, it's not the same case. But uh, next team, I'm probably going to have a bit of a chat about, so I'll move us on from Liverpool. Chelsea sitting 10th. They've made so many moves in the last six months in general. It's ridiculous. Half a billion spent. Like, they, like, even just the way they ditched Tuchel, brought in Potter, um, Bowley's, I don't think he has an idea of how, like, the English game works. All the news uh, talking about, like, his moves as an owner are just so confusing. It's it's quite interesting if you look at like who's who they've got themselves. I, I'm only thinking of you know the January transfer window, right? So Modric, Madueke, or Maduaki, um, Gusto, yeah, yeah, but Maduaki from PSV, um, oh, yeah. Gusto, Fofana, Felix. No one there is older than 23. This is young players that they're bringing on board so they're in and they're giving them what six seven eight year contracts they're thinking about yes we may not do well this season but next season the one after that the one after that i I feel like they're building a team long term with everyone that they've been purchasing yeah which is what we talked about before where potter needs to be given time to build his team so that plays into each other but i think Seven-year contracts are very risky. It is, especially, especially with actually a with a player like, yeah, and, and a young footballer that relies on his speed, like Mudrick. That's actually like one injury, and he doesn't have that speed, and then you have him for the next six years. You also, know? the mentality around it, like we've just locked in seven years of you getting paid hundreds of thousands of pounds. Like, yeah. you could lose the drive to want to do well because you've guaranteed that money. Yeah. I will They're say... They're also doing that to avoid financial fair play. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, I, I will true. say, on a, on a Mudrick level, I thought... I've, I've, I've only seen him play in the Champions League and I've seen him play the one game for Chelsea. Like, the you know, when he came on, he was fire. Like, he was their best player in that 20-minute cameo. Like... Yeah, I, I loved seeing it. So, good luck to him. Yeah. Um, aside from that, they brought in Yar Felix, which is 
funny because he got sent off straight away. Um, I know. And 160 million on defenders. I know they were like trying to move Ziyech and Pulisic, but they're asking for like premium money for that. I don't know who's in charge of that, but very strange going on in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. One thing with Joe Felix is that they they can't even keep him. Like they put him for a loan, but it's no, there's no option to buy. And Atletico extended his contract. So Atletico are probably thinking we'll keep this guy, especially given that Simeone is going to leave in the end of next season. So it's just a little bit of a waste. Because Simeone's going to leave end of this season, sorry. They probably maybe get an attacking manager that's going to use Felix properly. Yeah. So even though Felix actually looks good for his like one hour against Fulham before he killed the defender, it's going to be nothing. He can have a good rest of the season once he comes back. It's not really going to mean anything for him because they're just not going to be able to keep him. Yeah. But just because yeah. it doesn't have like an option to buy, it doesn't mean that's not their intent. But... Yeah, but I think Alex is saying that. Felix might not want to stay there if because oh, if yeah. well, it's not to say he sent his contract. Yeah, he sent his contract to Atletico as well. So how, how are you going to get him out unless you pay like a massive? Unless you can match what Atletico paid for him. Good luck getting him out of Atletico. Yeah. Um, anything else? Um, I just think they needed a proper centre forward, and they didn't do it. And yeah, it's strange that, that they're persisting with Havertz because that's not really working for them. That, yeah, More importantly, not, they need a right wing back because with Harry James and even Chilwell, their creativity I think, is shocking. I think me and Jesse <sighs> were talking before and they have signed a right back. Gusto. Yeah, but well, they've lined him back. To, uh, yeah, Gusto. Oh, okay. Yeah, everyone thought he was going to well, stay. They can, they can keep, yeah, they can keep, they can persist with those Pilaquator, that's fine. It's great for us, it's not great for them. But, that's my point. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird that but, um, it was like transfer bait like six months ago. And now they're like having to use him. Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy. Um, I, I don't know how they'll do it, honestly because they are honest to god missing an out and out striker, and I can't believe that they don't have one. And then, yeah, the right back situation, and it's clear every time they get attacked, it is from their right back slash the left wing. So, yeah. I'm surprised Potter hasn't real like done anything about it, but maybe he just can't at the moment. I'm if, not sure. If they're like hard set on persisting with him building something, he's probably patient on the idea. Yeah, that's true. Especially after spending five mil or whatever. You know, yes, I'm sure they'll spend a bit more in the summer coming up, but after that, they'll probably not have any money to do anything. So they they do need to persist with him if that's the case. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, Aston Villa, eleventh. I don't doing better now with that they've got uh, a new manager. Yeah, I think the rest of their season is just going to be Emery getting a feel for his squad. I reckon uh, it's, it's a good it squad good. as well. Like uh, it is yeah. actually quite a good strong, um, strong squad. I thought it was weird they that they got rid of a... Danny Ings um, at the moment. I, I thought they would have kept him for the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I guess they're getting rid of him. I don't think they. I don't think they, they should sign him in the first place. I think Ollie Watkins is should be their striker for. Yeah, I actually think bringing Ings last season, like you're saying, it kind of took away from uh, from Ollie himself. Like I feel like it probably took his confidence away because he was like, "I'm the main man," and then suddenly there's another striker that he has to worry about. But they've also signed a striker that um, a striker from the MLS. The yeah, but guy. he's quite young, isn't he? Uh, Duran. Like, yeah. So. Nineteen twenty. 
I think um, the other signing they have, Alex Moreno, but that's a better signing for them. I think because we see Emery was Pardon? like um, Emery was pretty big on giving younger players a chance when it was at Arsenal, so he'll probably do the same while he's feeling out his squad for like the rest of the season. So I think I think it's I think that would be not the worst for Aston Villa. They're pretty safe. Yeah. I think they're a bit unfortunate to lose Diego Carlos. Yeah, I was thinking the same. Um, I, I do think um, that they may, might make a late push for a Europa League or even a conference spot. I think if anyone's going to challenge the clubs above them, that's going to be Aston Villa. Yeah. We, um, do you feel like Martinez stays past this season? Yeah, 100%. There's, like, yeah. If you consider it, there's not many clubs really looking for a goalkeeper out there, maybe Spurs, but... Oh, he's 30. That's the thing. Who's going to sign a 30-year-old goalkeeper? Man yeah. United, and it worked out really well for us when we did. Though. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he loves to take the piss, like, as we've seen now. He, he's not going to do that. Did you see that? Keeper at a club. Did you see I that? I swear he's not that good. They're, they're I swear he's only at... good for Argentina. No. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Actually, I... when he filled in for Leno. Yeah, but like, and for Villa, I guess he's so he's so like up and down for Villa. He's just he had the amazing World Cup, and then everyone's like, oh, he's World Cup. It's, it's like Villa. Oh, he, had, he had an amazing Copa America as well. Let's not forget. Yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. Like, he, like yeah, but, he um, saves his best work for Argentina, then just pisses off for the, yeah, the rest of the season. Yeah. It's um, the oh, never mind. I was gonna say something and I forgot. I'm sure it was good. Emery's only lost uh one game, by the way, in the Prem. Um, oh so wow. Far. Uh, it was against Liverpool and uh, uh, see where the giant evening. killers okay. mate mm. uh, uh, Palace sitting 12 yeah not really much to talk about them They'll yeah be... nothing team at the moment to be honest happy where they are they're not in threat of relegation but they're not going to you know push for Europe yeah, yeah like, uh, I think they're same boat as Villa um, but they're quite interesting in regards to as a Lise Zaha like a lot of expiring attacking players. Oh, really? Yeah, um, Zaha, Schlup, uh, yeah, Jordan Ayew, Klein, Milivojevic. To, to be honest, oh, Jordan oh. Ayew should be gone at this point. Yeah. Milivojevic as well. You could probably and he's obviously go, but that takes experience. It's probably what they need, actually. I think you'll probably leave Milivojevic then, just for the experience part. He's been with them for, what, like, his entire career, I'm pretty sure, right? So... Um, yeah, like Jesse said, not much going on. Uh, shall we move on to Forest? Jesus, they're like the budget version of Chelsea. Yeah. 13th. <laughs> then, um, Wait, I don't think any of us thought they'd be 13th at this point after the first five, six games of the season. After like, the, the fact first five, six um, signings, man. Like, <laughs> they, they went hard. Oh, that's crazy did they just sign someone or am I losing my brain? Yeah, they signed um, so Danilo from Palmeiras. They've signed Gustavo Scarpa from Palmeiras and Chris Wood as yeah. well. That's yeah, Chris that's Wood. right. They signed the and they want Kaylor Navas. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah because, because Henderson's out for a couple Navis. of months, right? I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, he's out he for is, a couple of months. Uh, They're looking to sell like two of the players they signed at the start of the season just because they can't be registered. Who? Oh, I can't remember. They can't register. Is this Barcelona? <laughs> yeah, it's Barcelona problem. Oh, no, not, not because of like um, funds or anything. It's because they've got too many players. 
I thought their strategy was good. Um, I think um, towards the end of last season where they were signing championship players who weren't going to get promoted but were pushing for like uh, playoff spots. I thought that was smart for yeah. like getting cheap players in. But yeah, I guess they, they might survive so it could be good in the long run. I think um, Gibbs White just got injured as well and that's a big blow for them actually because he, he's pretty much played every game and he's been very good for them. Yeah. And he's out for, I think, a month. Um, Leicester, anyone? Mate, I, th- I think there's one big talking point for them, at least. Yeah, they're going to completely change because they're going to sign Harry Sitar and they're going to just win the league. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, they're going to carry them. They're going to use the money they get from selling Madison to buy Harry Sitar. But yeah, yeah, Madison, um, I think I saw a headline the other day that Leicester said they received an offer. Didn't name the club, but there's an official offer. So that would be interesting. I'm very interested to see what happens with him. I just think he's the most underrated English midfielder currently. Even, I know everyone was clamoring for him to go to the World Cup. Ended up going, but obviously Southgate is a boring manager. Didn't use him. Oh, it's because he got injured as well. Yeah, he got injured um, for the first two games or something. I think he should, enough times he could have used him, in my opinion, and he should have used him prior to that as well. To be uh, fair, they 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 won the group and like they only lost by one goal to France in the final. So I mean, like was... after Harry Kane sent this free kick to the moon, his free yeah. kick to his penalty. Um, <laughs> I think Leicester, you'd hope you they should be better with them where they are at the moment um like if, if you look at the midfield madison and then the uh the belgian kid um Tiedemann? yeah thank you i do want to pronounce you know he's, you know he's going on a he's going on a free end of the season yeah it's yeah. crazy Tiedemann's, soyonku amari perez and mendy they're all and out of contact i'm i'm worried i'm worried about this squad man because you got your timon obviously is out of contract Indeed, and he's, he's 25 yeah, indeed he so can't. Indeed he can't get fit. Um, Barty is ancient, and he's still their number one striker because they don't have any faith in Ian Archer or Zaka. Yeah, um, that's Harvey I was Barnes, about to say that. They, they have a handful yeah, of Harvey players Barnes over thirty. Does nothing. Yeah, Barnes does nothing. Um, a couple of others. Their defense, like they're they still rely on Johnny Evans, who's like what thirty five, I think. So I'm really worried. Like they. Sold Schmeichel, which I can understand because of his age, but the replacement Ward hasn't been has been that good. Ricardo Pereira can't can't stay fit. James Justin like Justin has not been the same since he ripped his ACL, so he's injured again. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like oh mate, they've been hammered by injuries. Like as Alex was saying, so indeed he can't get fit. 
Sumara as well, and Sumara is pretty much the backup for Ndidi. It's really, really bad. I think Rogers will get the sack. They'll bring in someone new. And as I said, uh, the big Aussie will uh, carry them to the top of the league next year. <laughs> yeah. So I think, um, yeah, they're in a very similar situation to Everton was at this stage last year where they're probably going to do enough to survive, but next season's looking pretty dark unless they make the right moves. Agreed. All right, uh, Leeds, 15th. America and England. Well, they, they're just about to get McKenney on loan. Yeah, I think loan to buy. Fourth American player. Yep. Uh, they, yeah, they're a little... And they're one American manager. So they brought in... America at this point. Is his name Ruto? Like, Georgina Ruto from Germany? Oh, uh, is he Root? Nah, it's, it's spelt like Rutter, but, you know... Yeah. They definitely need a center forward, like but, which he is, I believe, right? Yeah, but he hasn't scored a lot. Maybe Jesse would know, seeing as he come from Germany. But I don't know who you're talking about when they have a look. <laughs> uh, Jesse only knows EPL apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our man United in Liverpool. Nah, he's a he's a league he's a league on Fisciano. He's all about the uh, <laughs> the French. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, no idea. Yeah, yeah. there's Rodrigo yeah, not needs much help. about Leeds. Yeah. But these are um, they're not they he's not doing that bad. Um, if you look at the top scorers, like he's the he's the fifth top scorer in the league. That's good. Yeah, Rodrigo. Uh, something. something. Yeah. yeah. Good. So yeah, if you consider it. he's got ten goals in eighteen games, like that's not bad. Uh, just clearly, there's other issues in the team. And I think a lot of their losses have been pretty heavy as well, which like can't not be good for your mental state getting flogged so yeah. I don't know I mean all some gutsy wins though like the winning against Liverpool that pretty much like probably saved Jesse Marshall's job yeah no we'll see what happens uh, do we think I they'll think... stay up I think they will yeah. yeah I think they've got enough well I guess the question is whether there's three teams that have worse squads yeah or that's, managers. that's the easiest and... way to put it isn't it is there three teams I, I can think of two teams that in my opinion 100% will get relegated and we'll get to them obviously but um, Leeds is not one of those teams so yeah no, that's pretty reassuring for the next few teams we're going to talk about um, just a side note uh, Zaha is out for six weeks ah. oh yeah but you <laughs> that, that's tough that is very tough I mean who did they play on the left wing aside from not Zaha not going to change got... anything from Palace but yeah. it's that you'll know <laughs> but like Yanni just mentioned, is there three teams worse than Palace? No. So Palace is staying up. <laughs> that they'll survive and they've got a lot of contracts to deal with, so Yeah. I I think Olise, Eduard, like Palace should be alright. Yeah. Moving on to West Ham? Uh yeah. So there's a team that's not gonna be alright, I'll tell you. That, that is a disappointing season for them. Like mm. they their squad, they should be challenging for a I'm not ordered to say UCL spot, but definitely conference or Europa. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on with them. I think they um, lose a lot of games to like bad teams, which is just not going to help anyone. No. I think I think Moyes just doesn't. I'm not saying he's a bad manager. He's not, but I don't think he understands how to use like good players. Because now that he's signed, he signed Pakita. He signed. 
uh, Skamaka, but he's just not really using him correctly. The thing with Skamaka is, I think, and this is an English problem, I, I'm convinced this is an English problem, it's just that because he's tall, think, oh, tall, yep, big boy, just lump it into him, but he's pretty quick. He's pretty yeah. good with his feet, so you know he should be playing him off the shoulder, but he just tries to play him as like a target man. Still wants to rely on Antonio. Can't seem to get any creativity out of Pakita, out of Benrahma, out of all those kind of plays. Bowen's, I think now, just started getting his form back. He had a good game the other, I can't remember who it was against. He scored two against um, uh, Everton. So he scored two yeah. against Everton. So he's finally found his form back, but I think it just comes down to just, just Moyes not really knowing how, how to get how to get a tune out of a out of a more attacking more of attacking out of a more attacking side. Well, yeah, they, I agree. They create the six most shots per game, um, which is surprising. They just can't finish it. Yeah, 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 they just can't score, and it's probably which I guess is why they bring Danny Ings in. Yeah, it's probably well, that's what Alex said. They're just lumping in headers. But you know, you know the other thing, like looking at their squad, they have no midfield. Lanzini's been average for the last five years. Suchek has been. Or this season, like really after such really a bad. good season. But Rice, season. yeah, Rice the same. Rice hasn't been very good this Still season. Still worth a hundred mil, though, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Only, only in England. I think <laughs> Rice is their only shining light. To be fair, I think it's the only thing positive. Oh, I think Paqueta's been Paqueta's been better in my opinion. Um, but again, he yeah, actually yeah. hasn't played that much because I think what has he been injured or did he just? For Declan Rice, it's hard to get misuse. Um, compliments when you're at the bottom end of the table and you're a defensive player but yeah they're obviously the I don't think he's that, that defensive like he play, yeah he plays it's kind of similar to the, the the way that um Casemiro plays for United at the moment where he's a CDM but he actually does create a lot for them as well you know yeah. he runs forward a lot I, I kind of I'd say to me he's actually more in the ilk of maybe um a De Jong like where he does that running forward and he tries to pass the ball or tries to do this, which De Jong, I think, is probably the best in the world in regards to doing that particular thing of grabbing the ball and running forward. Um, I think Rice does a similar kind of... He has like a similar attribute to it. Yep. It's a fair call. Uh, it's probably a bit risky when he's running with the ball and the quality around him is not great. Yeah. But... They actually don't concede a lot as well, which is pretty good. Is Fabianski still there? He is. Yeah, he's, he's. I mean, he's always been pretty reliable yeah, when it comes to that. Reliable. I um, don't think they're getting relegated though. Nah. Nah. It, uh, it'll be interesting. Like at this point, do you stay with Moyes or do you move on? I think they should stay with him because he actually has been really good for them. Um, both times that he's been with them. So. Yeah. Um, it's up to them to work out a plan. Like if they're gonna go a different direction do they do make that move now or do they see out the season let Moyes focus on survival because I think that's something he can do but. I think if they were gonna um, bugger him off they should have done it during the World Cup break because it's kind of like when we get to Everton like you, you know that wasn't working you should have just got rid of them earlier you're cutting it um, very close you know yeah. In, like, the transfer window where you can start making plans. Yeah, you should have done it way before, you know, end of the transfer window or, you know, while there was a bit of a break and you had time to actually find a new manager. Yep. Um, Wolves, 17th. I think uh, they're getting their form back. Yeah. Actually, I, I have faith in Wolves. 
in, in general. I think they actually, even though they haven't won a lot, they actually don't lose by like a huge margin. The only problem is they can't score. And, and they is, had yeah. results against Everton and West Ham recently, which that's who they're battling with. So that definitely helps. They've made a few yeah. moves for January, which is yeah, so Rabia that wants to survive. Yeah, Lemina and another Portuguese player, Craig Dawson. <laughs> and I mean the Cunha as well. I mean he yeah. should be all right. He's only on loan though, isn't he? Yeah, but I mean they just need so. to score more goals this season. Like that's what they need to do. So really good of them to get Lopetegui as well. It's a very good manager for them to get. So I think that's going to really really hamper the chances and just stabilising them to stay in the league. Yeah, I think 17th is very harsh on them. They'll, I think, they'll be way clear. I think they, uh, they'll lose a few fair players next season, such as um, Nevers, I think he'll go. But, uh, I think disappointed I read to see, that they're um, going to restructure their transfer strategy. Yeah, probably less Portuguese players, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, now that Nuno's not there, it makes sense. Um, I think they also... I'm a bit disappointed in Huang. I, I thought he was going to be a good signing. I know yeah. it was last season. But he started well, and then it just... Yeah, oh, he never went ended to, up happening. Bringing in my German knowledge, he went to Leipzig and did F all. I, I never thought he was going to be decent. I think he was... It was just his first few games. He actually just played really well the first few games and then I was like oh this is going to be good and then it just never materialised and then Raul Jimenez had his career essentially ended he's, yeah I don't think he's the same anymore but... no oh, they struck him badly because yeah, he's, he's done and they tried they tried that um, Fabio Silva guy last year it was, it was terrible yeah he's on loan somewhere now isn't he yeah he's back he in Portugal or maybe Monaco I thought it was I think back to Portugal oh Andelect Andalect. Andalect. Wow, that's okay. even. Yeah. He's, he's um, if the uh, Reg would know, he's a he's a football manager legend. You always see society when he's young and he's turning to a beautiful goal scorer. I think <laughs> Wolves just went for him a bit too early before yeah. he was ready. Yeah. They, they, they should have done uh, the had, they... sign and loan back for a season. No, no, but uh, I don't. I'm fairly sure they brought him in to be a like really like a. a an understudy to Raul Jimenez, but then Jimenez had his injury, so they had to put Silva on, and that's yeah. kind of where it all went down. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Bournemouth, Bournemouth. Yeah, they're going down. You reckon? I think the I think the bottom three doesn't doesn't change. I think that whoever's the bottom three, that's that's the way it's going to be. Well, I disagree. I had faith in Bournemouth, but since Yoni mentioned, are there three teams worth in Bournemouth? I. I don't Can't think so. It. Yeah, I I think they're the worst squad out of all of them, actually. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I can see that. On paper, but I think in terms of the way they're playing, they're better than the bottom two. But Yeah, but I this, this I, while I agree with that at the moment, I think that Everton now with a new manager will do better. And I think that bringing Deitch on, which we'll get to, will be the difference here. Yeah, we'll talk about that very soon because uh, that's obviously one of the biggest stories of the season, really. But um, I think Bournemouth have made a few signings. Um, that Semenyo from the Championship is pretty handy by the looks of it. I did read they're trying to get 
Zaniolo. Like, I don't know if that's yeah. legit, but nah, it's being it's linked not, with, not. like, Spurs as well. <laughs> linked with AC Milan too. Yeah, it's just so weird that Bournemouth gets lumped in there. Um, just, uh, I don't, just want to sidetrack. Uh, Leicester's just announced the sign of uh, Tete from Leon. Is Kenny Tete the right back? No, no, the the right winger. Ah, okay. I, they didn't need they didn't need a right winger actually. That's good for them. I, I thought of the same player, the right back. I reckon that that means that they're getting ready for Madison to go because Madison kind of plays that right attacking side for Leicester. So. Yeah, but it also See. means that they can move him in the middle where he's better. So, and yeah, yeah. with all, with all the injuries, yeah, that's true. Um, um but back going to back Bournemouth to actually, the, yeah. um, <laughs> that Otara guy just having a bit of a look at him had a really good season at Lorient, so it'll yeah. be interesting if it really helps them. I think, um, I I think Bournemouth still goes down. Um, there's just no consistency in the results. Four defeats, one draw in the last five. Um. Yeah. They've also, from what I can see, considered the most goals in this season. They also yeah. concede the most shots per game at 16.1 and create the least amount of shots per game at 8.4. Probably, probably a bit skewed. By yeah, I was about to say, probably a bit skewed because Liverpool's like, best game this season, they beat them pretty badly. Yeah, but if, if no, you have no, a look at the... There's still 17 other games. And if yeah. you have a look at the bottom five teams... So Bournemouth considered 42, then the next spot is 35, and then it's 30, 25, 28. So it's That's still a thing. big, big gap. When you consider nine of those goals. Historically, historically, the teams that just concede goals, they're the ones that get relegated. They just they can't keep anything out. Yeah. Oh, so, so they're what they're one of my two teams that are guaranteed to. Oh really? I I thought the bottom. I think I know who the other one is. Been, yeah, locks. But um, yeah, let's move on to Everton. Wow. See, I still think they'll go down, but that's partially just because I want them to. Because <laughs> it'd just be funny. It's I think hilarious. they're going down. See, I I would have said... I, I still am inclined to think they will, but the, the Dosh appointment, I think, helps out because at the end of the day, Dosh is going to come in and just with his gravelly-ass voice, bricks of football, just come in and just at least... At the very least, he's going to organise them because Everton, you watch them and they're so disorganised. The yeah, Brothers is going to organise the no team and, and be able to at least. Well, there's nothing. I mean, look, the club. I mean, whether or not the club survive for just for one more year, same with thing last year, they just barely survive and they stay down. At the end of the day, that it's it's coming. Uh, they're the worst run team in England by far. They're just horrible. Uh, whether or not Dodge can at least just you know save them, I think it's there's potential, but I do still think they're going down partially because I think there's just too much. Too much ground to cover, but also just from a personal desire for wanting them to go down because, like I said, it'll be funny. But they also deserve it because just of how bad their chances are, how bad their how bad the club's been run. Last season the should have been now, a cup call for them. Yeah, well, and well, the owners and well, the team. The, the thing is, the squad isn't too bad, but so that's why I think maybe Dodge can save them because I don't think their squads their squad's terrible. There's something to work with there, but also the owner just put them up for sale. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. There's and definitely a few things going against. There's definitely a few things. You go, Yoni. Well, I just think number one, Gordon leaving is a, a blow. Not not even if he's not playing that well, it's kind of like a mental blow that somebody who's loves the club 
has been with the club since he's 11 or whatever the case is, wants to go. So that's that's a blow. The fact they've, they've gone for sale is a worry as well. Um, and they also have like quite a few injuries in defense, which, which can be difficult. So, I mean, Michael Keane's injured, Godfrey's injured, so... I think the Anthony Gordon leaving, um, I'm of the believer he's a bit of a problem. So to get 40 mil back from that, um, that could be a positive for them. It gives them um, money to play with. They need to buy a centre forward is what they need to do now. There's money to play with, but in a couple of days, like clubs it's January, clubs are going to stop selling players. Yeah. Um, Like it's going to be hard to make a deal and everyone, I know you just got 40 mil, 45 mil. Yeah. They're going to they're charge you that 45 mil. I think um, they should adopt the strategy that Forrest kind of played with last season. In They should start signing championship players around that playoff area. Um, yeah. And just start preparing for next season. Because I think Everton being a relatively big name, um, they're going to attract players who want to be a part of that story of getting him back up um sean dyche is gonna bring out the best of some scrappy players so it's gonna suck for a bit down, but i think they're gonna be fine i think i disagree though only because i think going down will ruin them because people forget as well like on top of all the ownership and the getting relegated and the dumb wages they're giving to players and the dumb signings they make they're building a stadium so there's a lot, there's a lot of money going towards that so if well, they go down they're gonna miss that premier league money and i just the really owner, nervous that he's going to Mashiri. Mashiri. Yeah. But he said it's Mashiri, paid for. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm sure he's. I'm, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Well, if, <laughs> if, if he's selling the club. That guy. If he's selling the club, he's not going to say the stadium is paid for and then new owner comes in and be like, oh, what's this bill for 100 mil? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You'd be surprised with this guy. But he's, not, he's selling them for cheap too. 500 million, I think, is the price, which is pretty cheap for a club of that size. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Everton's going down, and I think they're going to do a Sunderland and just spiral out of control for a bit. Um, you'd, you'd love a doco there. Yeah, yeah. They've also um, got um, they're going to possibly lose Coney, Cody, and um, Vinagre because they're on loan options to buy. Um, yeah. I think players still have the option to reject that contract. I don't think they'll want to go down. Yerimina, Dakure, Tom Davies. Lesser, lesser so um, Andros Townsend's out the way Seamus Coleman they're getting old but they probably could have been handy in the championship they'll have the ultimate midfielder for the championship in James Garner (laughs) (laughs) and apparently Chelsea were trying to sign Inanna in a swap deal because they don't want to spend money but no one from Chelsea were willing to go the other way there you go. I um yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and now to the the other guarantee. Uh, wow, this is where we I disagree with you guys clearly. Southampton. Yeah, mate, they are playing terrible. Getting rid of Hassan Hotel was so dumb. Honest to God. Was it though? Because their results under him weren't great. And they're not yeah, better now. They're, <laughs> they're not better now. So look, they're doing worse. And they're. What do you mean? They they literally beat Man City the other day. In oh, a, in a there we go. Come on, oh mate. Come on. They beat Man City. They should stay up. There you go. 
It's easy. No, but I know. But all I'm saying is, like, like if they're playing as bad as you say, like they wouldn't beat Man City. Like, if you look at their results, like obviously they beat Everton, which is you know, it's Everton, but they only lost one nil to Villa. They lost one nil to Newcastle. They, you know, lost one nil to Nottingham. They lost. You said they've lost so many them. times at this point. Like that's my point. No, they but, lose. <laughs> but my point is, though, is like they're close games, um, and I believe if any of the bottom three have a chance of staying up, it's going to be them. They've made some good signings. They've actually, you know, proactive. They sacked their manager what before or during the World Cup. Oh, got a new manager. Yeah, got got a new manager in. They've backed him in the. In they the... also have a really tough run in, just as an FYI. Like. So the last seven games are Arsenal away, then they have Bournemouth, fair enough, that should be a win. Then you've got Newcastle away, you've got Notto doing well, you've got Fulham, you've got Brighton, and Liverpool's the last game. They've got tough games. Oh, they all sound pretty easy to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think even Bayern can go through all of these. Un- the, they've been playing better <laughs> Bayern can't lately. Bayern game at the moment save the lives anyway. So. They've been playing better lately since they've moved Ward Prowse to um, like that cam float around the striker role yeah. but um, like he scored four goals in five games but their only win was against Everton and they're playing better um, well they're relying on Warprouse's smack break kick because it's yeah. to a point when is this, is this the only going to score is the only way they, 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 they can score goals is Warprouse break kick they, they create more chances than clubs like Palace Leicester Nottingham Brentford they just can't score unless yeah like you said it's a Warprouse free kick and you'll Likely see him go at the end of the season if they you can't know, survive. I really, I really don't like their squad. I'm just maybe it's just me personally. I'm just not a fan of not a fan of Adam Armstrong. I'm not a fan of uh, Che Adams. Well, James is okay, but I mean, he's not like he's not that guy. Um, the centre backs. I don't mind Salisu and Balakotcha, but yeah, it's just not really well, enough. Keeper's not back really there. Bednarek, I reckon, from loan. I don't think they're going to let him go again. Yeah, and he's not even that good either. Um, I think Walker Peters has like had his time. Livermore was good last season, but I think he's been injured, so that's that's a big loss for them. Where are the goals going to come from as well? Um, well, yeah, that's where are the goals going to come from. Who's going to keep out the goals? Well, they signed uh, Orsic, who scored against Chelsea and Milan in the Champions League, so he's yeah, got some some potential, signed... but he's still like thirty something, or maybe just thirty. They're signing some Al-Kara random bloke from which is he's decent. I don't know if it's enough. And then, um, and I was like, oh, look, I'm not saying they're going to stay up, but I'm just saying if any of the bottom who, three are... Who do you, who do you have? Who do you have going down then? I'm, I'm assuming Bournemouth, Everton, and then... Either Southampton or Wolves. That's reasonable. See, I think Wolves is a better team than Southampton. I think, I think the difference between those two is just the two comes down to management. That, but I think Wolves have the better management. I think that's probably what separates it for me, is that I think Lopetegui will do better than... I forget who the bloody Southampton manager is. That's how irrelevant he is right now. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's um, definitely Everton, Southampton. Um, yeah, Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones, yeah. yeah. And he, so, he was good. He like, um, it was at uh, Luton Town, and Luton Town were doing decent under him. So yeah, so maybe that's his level. It's a tall order right now. Like, ask, like what he's being asked to do is it's a massive, it's a massive order. I think it's... To go wait, wait to see because he's only been at the club for a little bit, but they're already improving. And think about that, and then think about Lapetegi. All right, Spain, I'm Madrid, a... Sevilla, Porto. Yeah, look yeah. what he did with Sevilla. 
season, they were bad. Yeah, prior to this season. Yeah, but aside from managers, like Wolves are making better moves that give you the sign that they're trying to do the best to survive. I mean, I just feel like Southampton have done better moves. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. They're pretty big names at the bottom of the table, really. Especially Everton. When's the last time Everton played in the championship? Before it would have been Yonks, because they were one of the Premier League originals, so that would have been the case. It would have been forever since they've been in the championship. Yeah. Uh, They're not one. I'm sure there was a team that hasn't been relegated. Arsenal. That's Arsenal, right? Yeah. Yeah, Arsenal have been relegated. Last time Everton were relegated were 50-51. Yeah, nice. Wow. So they're true. But it'll be a shame, actually. They deserve it. No, it'll, it'll kind of be a shame because, you know, it's nice seeing two midfield, um, mid-table teams in Liverpool and Everton having a game between them, you know, a nice little mid, mid-table derby. Well, it's not even mid-table, it's relegation first mid-table. <laughs> You're all mean. You're all bullies. <laughs> no, I can't talk. My team sucks at the moment. Oh, oh no. here we go. <laughs> they're only, we go. They're only one point here clear. They're, they're <laughs> only three draws in a row. I haven't won the league yet. Oh, no. You did that post the other day, Jesse. I can't remember who it was, but you were talking about them being fourth or something. And then you kind (laughs) of talked about the other clubs backwards and it was like, oh, Bayern only got 36 points or whatever. It's like... Yeah, I did. I've got to bring him into everything. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I tell you, like, this This is this is buying first world problems right now. Like, oh, no, our goalkeeper broke his leg. Oh, you know what we'll do? We'll send the one goalkeeper from our rivals that beats us every time. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> the second best keeper. What is this crap? Don't, don't be jealous. If you guys, your clubs could do it, they would. They, but you know, they, no, they didn't would, even wait for we're, summer. We're, we're not even, <laughs> uh, it's a terrible joke. I, I uh, hate you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, Jesse, it's not that we're jealous. It's that we just we're just sick of you doing this whole victim complex. Oh no, we're not gonna win the league. Shut up, here you are. Hey, look, all I'm saying is they drew with urinary tract infections, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we're not playing perfect, and I hate it. All right. Um, speaking of Bundesliga, uh, my little idea of fun is when we wrap up these pods, we're gonna pick a result and we're gonna keep a tally of who gets the most results throughout the year, I guess. So, for this episode, I'm picking Leverkusen versus Dortmund, which is on tomorrow. And who do you guys pick for the win slash possibly a draw? Is it a cup or is it a... um... It is a league match. A Mickey Mouse league match. Where is it? Like, which which Uh, I'm going to go Dortmund. They've been in pretty... Oh, they've both been in good form. Yeah. It's, uh, it's at Leverkusen's home stadium. All right. Do we have to pick the score? Nah, just the result. Okay. Leverkusen, Leverkusen. Okay, yeah. Leverkusen. The lot, the oh well, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go against them. I'm gonna go Dortmund two 0 All right, and uh, we will check in on that, and we'll keep a tally just for fun. Maybe the next season of the pod, we will add a little spice to it or something. But unless you guys um, have anything else to add last minute, I'll head into the wrap-up section. We all good? Yeah. Yeah. All good. All right. Well, 
anyone who's tuned in with us today, thank you for hanging out with us. Um, thank you to everyone in the group who keeps the group rolling. Uh, we will post this in the group and feel free to drop comments underneath uh, feedback, comments and stuff like that. Uh, you might have noticed earlier in the week I did ask the question about who your club is, all that kind of stuff. The intention of having that is so in future episodes when we don't run these 90-minute episodes, we can have a look at what everyone's been saying, have a bit of a chat back. Um, the plan is to, in future, maybe have some of the group members come in for a phone call, chat some stuff about football. Uh, quick acknowledgement to Brandon and Bo, founders of the group. Thank you for all the stuff you did for the group. And thank you to Yoni, Alex, Jesse for helping me host tonight but aside from that that's all for today and we'll see you in the next one bye cheers Ooh.